Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? All right, I think it's about time to get started. My name is Matt Gundrum. I'm the producer for Never Neverland. And once again, I'm going to be repeating a lot of the same sentiments that I said for the first live show, if you were at that show. But it is incredibly surreal to be here with all you folks. We've worked so hard on this show over the course of the last few years, and to be able to do it live is really, really exciting. Uh, so thank you for coming. I hope you enjoy the food. I don't have much else to say, so let me just get to these two. Uh, take it away, Tim. Music. This is the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> Who's been to a Four Cores Sips and Bites podcast before? Raise your hands. I'll wait. I haven't either. And I have to be honest, to put it together, I mean, it wasn't too hard, but you know, it's 720 and we had y'all seating at seven. What happens? What happens in a kitchen? Well, <laughs> we were in the weeds. Chef Kraft was walking up. I'm like, Chef, I'm in the weeds. He's like, I gotta, I gotta get a hug. I'm like, okay, bro, a little sticky. I think, I think doing this, it just makes me feel better and more confident about things. You know, like it may not be perfect tonight. We're on plastic plates. We're in plastic cups. We've never done it before. We we're gonna do it anyway. And. And you have to like take these chances. I do, we were, Christina and I were chatting a little bit at the beginning when she got here. It's like, do you ever feel like you're really ready? I don't. I don't. And I feel every day is the same struggle to get back to that five o'clock opening time. And it's like, oh shit, we're open again. And, and that's part of the excitement in this business. It's also what makes it so difficult to try to coordinate four courses, drinks, and whatever while we're doing a. But I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so excited to have Christina uh, with us. I'll just do the introduction. Christina from Hi Hi and Ola Repo, good friends. I'm so happy you're here, Chef. Please, will you give her a round of applause? Okay, can I get a round of applause? I think it's appropriate that yours was more robust. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> hey, just a couple other things. There's no real rules tonight. The restrooms are over there. Staff's going to be in and out. And by staff, I mean my daughter and Sasha, my daughter LK and Sasha and Shannon. And we're going to try to do this as inobtrusively as possible and as kind of as fast as possible, to be quite honest, because I don't know how long... All my questions are going to last for you. I have I have a lot of time. I got all night. I don't all know right, about you guys. So you don't have in, all night. <laughs> settle in, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Who watches the bear? All right. I drew I drew pictures today, just like the bear. <laughs> They're certainly not as pretty as his. Uh, ooh, I want to see. But my writing's pictures. good. My got nice writing. Oh, cute. I right? like that. The taco holder. That one looks like an alien. Yeah, it's yeah. a taco holder. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, that was a great... Oh, my God, you guys. The taco holder that you're going to see. Amazing. Mind-blowing. <laughs> compostable. So compostable. Because I know that I'm going to get some shit about this one-use plastic stuff. Uh. Christina, I know you, but I don't know you. Okay. 
<laughs> I didn't grow up with you. I don't. Where are you? Are you from here? Where are you from? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm born and raised in Minnesota. I, um, yeah, actually was born in East St. Paul and then via Woodbury and then via wow. Minneapolis. I don't know. Here I am. I, that's fantastic. Listen, <laughs> uh, family wise, if you do mind if I ask about your family? I, I would hate that. No, I'm kidding. Please do. All right. Well, <laughs> just tell me about, because your family. From what I know, your family's very industrious, right? They are, yeah. And so I guess I don't want to like get to the point so fast. I want you to tell me kind of how you were raised because I think we're going to understand a little bit more about how you are now because of that, right? Oh, boy. You got some time? This is like a therapy session. It's fine. Just, <laughs> I just want to get to know you a little better yeah. and then, then kind of figure out, you know, where you're coming from. Because okay. I, I, I know the part I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of want to know the part I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, you just don't a, know Just this. a little All bit. Right, it's okay. no pressure, you know, like so, yeah. your traditional family unit. I Yeah, I mean, I guess I do. Um, yeah, so my mom and dad... Um, fantastic human beings shout out mom and dad if you're listening though i hope you're not am i allowed to swear on this by the way (laughs) i don't know okay okay i'm allowed to swear sorry mom sorry dad um but anyways uh, so my parents um were born and raised in saigon um vietnam and you know came over here when everybody was fleeing because of you know communist stuff (laughs) and yeah so they um you know came over here actually met in Minnesota at the U of M, where they um, were going to school. They started a band together. They're super cute. And what kind of like a like, rock like band? A, yeah, like a rock band. Like a lot of like Santana covers. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Black Magic Woman. Like wow. I swear to God, so much Black Magic Woman. A lot, lot of it. Mainly just that. I don't know if they played other songs than Black Magic Woman, but on re- on yeah. Yeah, and we had like the whole setup in my basement. Brothers, sisters? <laughs> I have one brother. He lives right now in Spring Grove. He, yeah, has fled the city, I guess, and is now living on a whole lot of land. And he cool. has a pig farm with his wife, Dana. And so if you ever, yeah, they, Nettle Valley Farms, shout out to them. Not if you're out. ever looking for some really, <laughs> really nice pigs that are raised really well, really, really well. They, I mean, they eat better than I do. Those pigs eat better than I do. That's really Sorry, cool. that, that's oh, not. That's t- <laughs> not really true. You just had that oyster, which I thought was true. true. <laughs> so, how, what's the age difference with you and your brother? Um, we're like Irish twins. We're like a year and a half apart. Is that what an Irish twin is? I, I don't think know. So. Okay. Like, well, yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. I'm so Italian. we're we're pretty okay. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that um, we're pretty stuff. close though, and yeah, so close in age, close just in general. I oh, love my brother. Cool. He's like, I mean, he's almost like my twin, but not. <laughs> so now your family um, has had businesses, kind of. Yeah. Like, uh, numerous, no. Kind of, yeah. I mean, so, you know, my mom and dad, like, they um, they started at 3M, both doing different things. And then um, my dad actually worked there until he retired really recently, a, a year or two ago. And um, But my mom, you know, was like, I don't know if the corporate life is for me. And she kind of went out and did her own thing and opened up her own, like, printing and graphic design shop. And so she would do, like, you know, menus for the Vietnamese community or different, like, you know, wedding cards that were, like, 
red and pink and smelled like perfume and I don't know. So, so yeah. And also just a bunch of other things like, yeah. So we have, she had a shop and I think that that's kind of the reason why I was like, oh, anybody can be an entrepreneur and that's, yeah. And then later on, it can be, but but you have to make a decision. A really bad decision. You make well, one really bad decision I, to <laughs> run a business. You've made a couple really amazing um, decisions. Yeah. Couple bad ones, couple so, good ones. <laughs> so you're, my folks weren't in business. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I got in trouble a lot at home and I was the black sheep. And it's no surprise that I'm doing something that's very different from them. Right. But it sounds like your family all really had, you kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, are your parents... Did they push you hard? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Asian parents. I know it's a stereotype. It's a stereotype, but also, like, I would say that, like, they're not, like, as strict and, like, you know, stereotypically, like, whatever, I'm going to beat you up if you don't get an A. But also, like, they weren't happy if I didn't. (laughs) They weren't happy about it. There was definitely just some, like, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. Good, good for you. So it was like just like kind of like there there was the expectation. They were watching. The underlying expectation. They were yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they definitely would have loved for me to have been a lawyer or a doctor or one of those other fantastically high paying jobs. And were you on that path ever? Um no, I was not. I mean, yeah, no, that doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. So, but I was on the entrepreneurial studies path and that's what I went to school for and yeah. And you graduated college? I did. Where'd you go to college? Uh, the Carlson School of Management mm. at the U of M. Damn, smart. Yeah. <laughs> not, not really. Yeah. I was it like, is. I was just trying to get through it. I was like, my parents really wanted me to have a degree, but I was like, I don't think that this like five levels of accounting or finance is really going to apply to, you know, whatever, running a small business because I don't do my own accounting. I pay Lou. Yeah, Yeah, but, you know, when I talk to you about things, even today you text me and you're like, I have a 10% overage for this, and you're very exacting about things. Is that what it seemed like? Well, no, it it didn't seem like pressure at all. What it what it seemed like um, was just that you have your shit together. Is that what, what it seemed it, like I, today? I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I like came know, into the it, kitchen just like sweating and being like, "Hey, Tim, sorry, there was an accident on 94." Well, but we play this game all the time, right? In the back, you're like crazy, and you come yeah. out and you're all like buttoned okay. up or like ready to go. Good, I'm still sweating. That's fine. <laughs> So, so you got done with college and then, and then, then what? Like, um, so yeah, it was interesting because like while I was in, so I did post-secondary so that I only had to do two years of college. And then while I was in post-secondary, my mom and I started a bubble tea shop. And so it was like, where was the first one? In Uptown on 26th and Hennepin. Right on the corner. Yeah, the tea garden. And um, yeah, so that was. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of lives here we haven't talked about for you yet. (laughs) Yeah, so. um, Why? 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 You you and your mom started? Yeah, because I like. So she had her own business and then she said, hey, why don't we do something? I I was like, hey, mom, because I don't know. I I thought that it would be funny to be like, hey, we should really start a bubble tea shop. And she was like, fuck. All right, fine. Like, 
if you think that's a good idea. It was kind of before Bubble Tea was like too big here and we had tried it in, I think, Dallas. And my friend was like, bubble tea is going to be the next wave. And so then we were like, all right, let's do this. So I was kind of like my first go at like kind of owning. I mean, I won't say that like I was doing it completely by myself at all, but it was like learning how to own and manage and whatever when I was 17. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was weird. (laughs) So I'm going to school for like entrepreneurial studies and I'm also trying to run a business. So like I slept a lot during class. It was pretty bad. (laughs) <laughs> this is completely impressive. And and I think that's kind of like part of this I knew and part I didn't. And the, how many did you end up having more than one tea garden? There was, but that I, I mean, that expansion was kind of when I stepped away and then my brother came back from college and was like, hey, I'll take a crack at running the old tea shops. And so growth was like a big thing for him. So, yeah, he grew it into five and then, and then, yeah. And we don't, obviously don't have it anymore. We the bubble it. tea bubble burst. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's still it's like, it's hard. amazing. It's still like, it's still happening. But for us, it was like, yeah, yeah I think we're done with this and <laughs> time to move on to other things. It's, it's As, important to kind of yeah, know when it is time. Exactly. And it was cool, I think, when, when uh, like family gets together and works, you know, like people, people say, oh, I don't, don't work with people you love or whatever. But I, I honestly, think that's way more enriching uh-huh. than anything else. You oh, know? totally. So you're 17, you're, you're a business owner and manager, mm-hmm. and then you decided to step away yeah. from the, the tea part and then fashion. Yeah, so then there was a little unused space that we were renting out behind the tea garden that we like didn't need for storage. And I was like, hey, let's make this into a clothing boutique that sells locally designed clothes. And yeah, so that's that was the next move, I guess. So that was called oh. Design Collective. Right. And How long did that go for? Oh, gosh, I think that it was somewhere between five to seven years. And then I sold that. Um, I you yeah. Have to sell it? I mean, for like nothing. No, I mean, <laughs> but yeah. Obviously, internally, right. what you do has a value, emotional value, and time value. Right. Way beyond the actual fucking financial value of things. Totally. I know. I needed. I need something to be able to. And also, I just wanted it to keep continuing. And then, so I sold it to some nice designers that were, you know, that I had carried in my store, and they were interested in it. So I was like. They'll keep they'll keep it alive and keep it going. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Really cool. And is that is that kind of when you thought food truck? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was that was the reason that I. Does it get any harder <laughs> than the shit we try to do? Um, no, I no. I think it does. I think that yeah, with like Design Collective, I was like, oh man, I'm kind of tired of shop girl life, and you know, sitting here so many hours a day. I really need something more stressful, and <laughs> and time consuming that will, um, yeah, that will just you know put me within like an inch of my life. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so then I, we were like, let's let's open a food truck. Yeah, like that'll like be the fun. Most exhaustive thing ever. <laughs> I, I, I joke about I joke about trying like I should have gotten into technology or I should have whatever you know every it doesn't really matter every type of work if you really care about it it's gonna be hard in a way you know if you because you're gonna be trying yeah okay wait can I 
can I interrupt really quick and yeah. just say, I see that the second course is dropping. Okay, do not eat the sugar cane inside of the shrimp. Just pull it, pull it out, and then just eat the little lettuce wrap, and then you can chew on the sugar cane afterwards, but do not, I repeat, do not eat and swallow the sugar cane, because, I mean, it's just really fibrous. You're not, you're, <laughs> like, I don't know. If you need the fiber, think, you can eat it, but it's it's I not think, gonna be easy. I think easy. you overcooked the sugar cane, actually. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just tough. But yeah, okay, sorry. I just wanted to throw that out there no. before somebody started choking or something. <laughs> hey, let's rewind a little bit. I know that we had um, this first course, Oyster. Will you just tell us a little bit about what happened there, please? Yeah, so um, those were, were they Moonrise Oysters? Yeah, moonrise. I love those, they're so good. Um, so Moonrise Oysters, beautifully shocked by the Moochies uh, team. Thank you, shout out to them, they're so amazing. Um, thank you for, yeah, being so awesome. Um, so yeah, that's kind of Oysters can allow, so there's, um, it's kind of like a, Filipino ceviche preparation, but in an oyster as a shooter. So there's like the the sauce for it is like this coconut milk um, and cane vinegar um, sauce that has a little ginger, a little fish sauce. There's some kind of um, sasawan mignonette there, and then uh, serrano. What else was on there? There was like the whole kitchen the sink. There's some shiso. There's some basil seed. Some that's, that's chili why we were late oil. With the first course, guys, there some was a chili lot. oil. Too many touches. Too many touches. No. no um, <laughs> but yeah, and hopefully, hopefully you guys liked it. I don't know. It was great. Hopefully it was good. I just. Uh, and polpo bolito, a little bit of uh, boiled octopus. Super simple. Little chili. Little garlic. Little lemon. Little olive oil. It doesn't have to be that fancy all the time, does so it? Just good. simple and easy. Simple well, is beautiful. I don't know if it's simple or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, this course, we might as well talk about it a little bit. We have uh, the sugarcane shrimp. Just go ahead and explain it. I guess we're talking food. Let's yeah, do it while right. you're eating cool. it. Cool. So yeah, sugarcane shrimp, it's like a pretty classic Vietnamese kind of thing that's like... Um, yeah, it's, it's, sorry, my brain is wherever. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks. So we, we take a bunch of shrimp and then make it into a mousse. And then I just like wrapped it around the sugar cane stick and, you know, kind of molded it into whatever shape it was last night. Um, anyways, and then we steam them and then just kind of fry them a little bit to order so they get a little like crunchy, delicious. Um, this used to be on our menu and it's not anymore and I miss it, but then we're doing it as a little lettuce wrap with some herbs and um, there's a little bit of this Vietnamese green sauce on there, some of our coconut chili crisp. And yeah, hopefully just kinda, you know, so pick it up, eat it like a taco, don't eat, the don't eat the sugar cane, just don't do it. But you can chew on it afterwards and it'll taste really shrimpy and delicious. That's kind of like a fun, I don't know, that's a fun thing, but this was so one of my childhood favorites. So kind of get underneath favorites. the lettuce and kind of squeeze everything together yeah. and pull the sugar yeah, cane out. Yeah, just do it. Just yeah. pull, right. pull the then, cord out. <laughs> hey, LK, if, if we could have the next course too, if you don't mind, that'd be lovely. I see you walking away. I will not be eating in front of you guys anymore. You won't? No. I already tried it. Okay. I know it's good. 
Well, I'm going to eat it. All I'm right. Eat okay, it. I'll, I'll try yours. Yeah. Well, and then uh, <laughs> uh, we did a little burrata ravioli. Again, really simple summertime. Um, garlic chip, a little basil, a little garlic. Uh, what else did I put in there? It was good, simple. Mm. A little brown butter. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so good. You know. Sorry, I know you're not supposed to eat on the microphone. <laughs> what? That's fine. I don't give a shit. We're, this is a live foodie oh, podcast good. today. ASMR. Oh, God. ASMR. Oh, yeah. Mmm, nom, 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 nom. Um, I felt, I have to be honest, I felt some pressure. I, people, people sometimes think I'm a chef. Um, I'm not. I'm not. And I've been in enough kitchens and I've eaten enough stuff that I, I you know, like I, I'm a professional taster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really fucking good. Like I don't, I can, I can break a dish down. And I, I'm really fucking good at this, but I'm not a chef. So you, you had a tea garden of food related business and then you started to jump into actual food stuff. Yeah. With... A lot of experience? With no experience. With a mentor? No. <laughs> with, with balls? Probably yeah. some some amount of balls. Yeah. yeah. Balls. I think I just Probably more stupidity than balls. I don't know. But also I I just think that I don't know. I mean, with the food truck, we were starting really small. I was like, okay, you can you can make like five good things that don't suck right I mean it's not like I, I cooked like before that just at home and whatever but the tea garden definitely had nothing to do with kitchens the most we ever made there at some point was starting like a sandwich program <laughs> and that was like oh my god a sandwich lot. program oh, yeah. whoa add food to anything yeah really yeah exactly the but there was not like much cooking involved there but yeah so I guess so we were just like all right like just make like five things that you can't oh my god was that me? Is there a demon here? Sorry, What's happening? What the fuck is going on? There's a guys. demon. Oh no. <laughs> um. I think you're okay. I think okay. you're okay. It's We're fine. back. Everything's We're fine. We're back on Never Neverland. Okay. Where were we? They're just going to turn my mic off now. <laughs> They're like, you're done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, no, yeah, no previous food jobs other than like being a server. Um, and yeah, no kitchen Where experience. Where did you serve? Um, oh God. Well, my first job was, okay. When I was 14, I started hosting at this Chinese buffet restaurant called the Peking Garden in St. Paul. Um, Is that even legal? No, I don't know if it was. Um, but I, well, no, I think it was okay to host. And then, <laughs> and then one day, like shortly after I started, um, a server walked out and then, then Ian, the owner, was like, hey, you're a server now. If anybody asks you how old you are, you're 16. And I was like, okay. I made a lot more money that way. Absolutely. So I was like, so I was addicted to the hustle. I was like, all right, cool. So then, you know, mm. there I was, the glamorous job of like being a buffet server and picking up chicken bones. It was awesome. Did um, you get your taste for money there? Yeah. And was then, that it? and then was after that, really that oh, that was it. Yeah, I was like, oh hell yeah. I mean, when you're like 
14 and you're making some server money, you're like, oh yeah. shit, I was like just, hey, Absolutely. when I was hanging out with friends, I'd be like, what and do you did, need, I got this. Did you folks <laughs> spend the money? Yeah, they, they had, were just like. Yeah, they were like, good, I don't have to give you allowance anymore, were you this is good, great. Were you good at keeping that together? I think so, yeah. Have you always been a saver? I've been a saver and a spender, <laughs> but luckily, you can do both. luckily I, yeah, luckily I don't spend more than I save. <laughs> okay, so I, mean, I want to go back to this 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 chef thing because okay. you, you just went out and bought a fucking truck. Is that what happened? Kind of. You went of. out and bought a fucking truck and I'm like, I okay, mean, I'm gonna cook in it. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's not. I mean, it wasn't exactly yeah, like that, but sort of. Well. It it started with like a G and K truck that had nothing in it, and like you know Burke and my, Burke, my husband. Shout out to Burke, other other owner of Ola and Hi Hi, just beautifully and quietly sitting there. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so then we yeah we outfitted the truck like um, just you know it was at the beginning, so I feel like it was kind of like the wild west. And they were like, all right, I guess as long as you're like, you know, meeting all these like food code standards, it was like, I don't know, I was on, we were on the phone with like Ryan Crick, our health inspector, like every day being like, so like, is this okay? And he's like, please stop calling me. Yeah, it's fine. Like until you just yeah, like you wear them it, down. If you bug them enough, they'll just leave you alone. They're like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it seems fine to me. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if you can do stuff like that anymore, but it was like, it was a wild time. And yeah, so that, and then just figuring out the commissary kitchen thing. I mean, of course, before all that, we like, you know, perfected some recipes at home, fed them to people, made sure they didn't hate them, and got feedback. Not much. I don't know. Yeah. What year was that? 2011. So that's when the food truck thing was just starting to pop, right? Do you yeah, think you got ahead of the curve? Do you think you were with the curve? We were like kind of like the second generation of food trucks where like I think that the first ones had started like the fall before and then we came out kicking like the next yeah, summer. Yeah, let them make some mistakes, watch what they do wrong, <laughs> right? I mean, that's really it. Yeah, right? like, more like we just really couldn't get our shit together in time, <laughs> but but yeah, it was yeah, it was it and was you a, redid the whole truck. Crazy. Yeah. And then, I have no idea. Is it is it okay that I ask what a food truck can generate? Oh. Revenue was? God, I don't know. I mean. You don't have to answer that question. I just, I have no fucking clue. Like, I have no idea. I like, mean, I think that it just depends on, I don't know. It depends how much you're, like, how much you're open, how much you're working and stuff. I mean. Did you have a plan for that, though? Were you like, we got to be here, we're going to be, like, four days a week? Oh, and yeah. Well, and because for us, it was like very seasonal, we had to make sure to like make all of our money like during the season, which is, you know, with Minnesota winters kind of short, it's like May through the end of October for us. So we were like just doing as much as we could and we'd be working lunch services and then usually try to pick something up in the evening. Otherwise we were like prepping in the evening um, or doing some brewery or some, you know, events. Um, on the weekends, we do like farmers markets. I had to wake up at 4 a.m. We had to wake up at 4 a.m. It was gross. I didn't like it. <laughs> but and then and sometimes it would be like 4 a.m. And then you'd be like, okay. And then afterwards, we have some event afterwards. So it would be like this insane, like 4 a.m. to midnight kind of day. And 
I don't have that energy anymore in my life, so I'm glad that I'm not doing that. But we kind of had to work like double what you would just to make sure that we, you know, had enough money to like not work for a few months. And then we got to travel during that time, which was great. So it worked. It kind yeah, it, it kind worked. of worked. It kind of worked. It, but also it like it worked. it worked. You had money, you went traveling, yeah. You 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 worked seasonally, you did some shit, you saw the world. Yes. It yeah. worked. Yeah. That I mean, worked. That it is worked. a grand result. It was, yeah, it worked well. And yeah. it gave, I mean, I think that it gave us enough of a track record that somebody would like later, you know, be like, okay, I'm a bank. And yes, I will give you a loan for the restaurant you want to start, which was, you know, kind of the, the goal in, in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How long did it take? Because we've seen some of this, the, a bunch of this uh, food truck to brick and mortar, but yeah, man, transitions like I mean, it's different when you're serving out a truck for twelve bucks or whatever, and then somebody's coming in the same shits, yeah. like a different price and totally, like a, you know, that's a completely different mentality. Right. So when did you think you were ready? Um, well, we finally opened our restaurant three years later, but I feel like for you know after two years we were like looking for a space, but we just wanted to find like the perfect space. For Ola, which meant like somewhere where we could serve liquor because obviously Burke has an amazing cocktail he's, bartending background. He's a, soak. He's a total soak. And he just looks yeah. <laughs> which is how I know you, of course, um, when Burke was bartending for you guys at Town Talk and um, yeah, the beginning of our long relationship together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, yeah, that was that. Was that. And, and you got it freaking up and running. Yeah. And remember, that was, uh, it must have been 2016, 7, 16. For the restaurant? It yeah. was like 2014. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Husky left. I was just kind of oh. putting it in. Uh, yeah, you guys fucked me. You no, Husky. I didn't. We didn't fuck you. No, you took no, Husky no, no. And had, that didn't and then happen. You had to go open up a fucking uh, huge ass distillery. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean,. If it makes you feel better, I feel like Oski fucked us later too, so it's fine. I feel like, you know, it's like it's like the circle of fucking. Like it just keeps it keeps happening, and like you know, so it, it all it all works itself out. It all comes out in the wash. Yeah. I'm sorry and for to, that. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> to fuck, you need to be a fucker, and he is one. <laughs> oh no. I wish he was here. Mm. <laughs> I hope he. I, I hope he listens to this later. He kind of got fired one night from the strip club too. Oh. We got in a fight. Oh no. Yeah, me and oh. got in a total fight. We were hollering at each other. He told me I need to help him a little bit more. <laughs> Thank you. And I said, dude, you need to stop talking to guests, man. I'm doing everything. We got in a fight, but it was really worth it because we. We're able to like yeah. bring it back together. Yeah, I, I just don't see like you know things can break down sometimes, but yeah, you gotta be able to keep it together, totally. especially with people like that that you love. Oh, absolutely. Okay, Ola Ripa, <laughs> Ola yeah. Ripa, you open it, mm -hmm. and you you had like an amazing staff. Uh, you did like little little things to the building, but it was so freaking cute. I don't know, like, and then the bar program just kind of blew up. Yeah. And that place is still rolling. 
It is. It's almost 10 years. Oh Isn't that wild? I know. It's crazy. It's a fucking lifetime. It's, it's like a, it's a, yeah. it's a whole restaurant lifetime. Yeah. When we signed the this. lease, I did not think that I was like, I don't know if we're going to make it to 10 years, but we're going to try. Yeah. <laughs> I have not owned a restaurant that's been open more than 10 years. Well, it's you just, own some of the most memorable restaurants oh, and yeah, best. Thank you so much. Best in class. Thank you. For real. <laughs> I, I would say that the hospitality that I got from you at Town Talk and the strip club was definitely part of what inspired, you know, me and Burke to like want to open restaurants. And, and to actually take it to that restaurant level rather than just a food truck because, I don't know, your hospitality was so on point. And I think that gave me like a really big passion for wanting to be in the industry because like I didn't love my industry. I didn't love the fashion industry because it was like, you know. <laughs> I apologize for that. <laughs> no, I mean, everybody was so nice, but also it was like, you know, it's fashion and I'm not, I'm not fashion. I'm definitely more, more, I don't know hospitality heart and soul than than high fashion i don't know well i think you're a little bit of both (laughs) being honest thank you um but yeah you you are a huge inspiration thanks so that's really awesome to me i put that out there i've been here a lot of years now you know like doing the same stuff and um i'm just i love the i love the restaurant noises something's frying real hard more stuff frying Yeah, it just, you know, like the the jump that you took, you know, to to open a restaurant was like twice as many items. You come out of this food truck world. You just parked the truck kind of, didn't you, after that? We, yeah, I mean, we kind <laughs> of still did some catering. But then, yeah, after a while, we were like, there's just no way that we can do both because it was the hustle's so- too hard there. Yeah, and all of it, like, you know, just like with the patio, everything got really busy in the summer, and that was also the time that people won catering, and it's like, you can't, like, you know, just triple your staff and then go back down to nothing in the winter, so it just didn't make sense it's for really us. really hard. Yeah. But you're so. balancing, and you're busy, and that was, like, ultimately your cue to, to park the truck a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that when you felt like, oh, fuck, I can do this. It's working. Yeah. And also, I mean, with a restaurant and a truck, you're like, okay, there's one that I can sell alcohol at. And that's like where the margins are, you know? So, I mean, easy, easy decisions. Yeah. People don't like it when restaurateurs make money. Oh, yeah. I fucking, I swear. They hate it. They're like, oh, that place is a gold mine. (laughs) It's not a gold mine, man. You know, I still have to mine it. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's, it's like that. It's like, oh, I'll find it one day. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You You know, it's just it's just way harder than anybody would anticipate. And uh, and I just I just admire people who try to, like, get into this. I want to go back to the size of your balls because (laughs) (laughs) because the size of your balls are big because to make that leap from the truck and then and then to do then to do Ola. When when did you know that you were ready to do another place? Oh gosh, um, like how long? I don't know. I think like I guess the we opened High High in 2017, so it was like yeah, three years of having Ola, and um, 
where we finally felt like, okay, we have an amazing team who, you know, knows what they're doing. They got it under control. And we, we actually thought that we were going to open another Ola. And then after we saw this space, the high, high space, which used to be the deuce, deuce strip club, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We got been one, there. we got one deuce, been, deuce, been Peter. <laughs> Done that. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so then we, yeah, then, then it was like, oh my gosh. And we were kind of joking around playing names. Um, and we were like, is it the dose dose? And then it, then it was like, or is it high high? And cause that's two, two in Vietnamese. And we had done like, you know, I guess at that point, like we had done some little pop-ups of the, you know, Vietnamese food or like Southeast Asian food, because after you're cooking something for a while, you know, like Latin food, which is delicious. You're also like, ah, I want to cook some other things. So then for some events, I'd be trying out some like Southeast Asian dishes and people were loving them. And then I was like, all right, it might be time um, to do this. So how are you like developing yourself in this, it, like culinarily during this time? Like, how are you fucking learning about it all? I mean, how, are, how do you, I mean, how do you make everything? I'm down there struggling with pot. I've been in the business for years. I'm Italian, whatever. But I can still like have a hard time with pasta. Pasta's like moody, right? Yeah, absolutely. How, how did you? How did you like? How did you like get the skill and then feel like you could <laughs> go do more? I feel like it's just like it's it's just repetition and experience. I don't know. There's no like secret sauce. I mean, obviously, there's like creativity too, where you get to like play around, like use some inspiration. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like it was just if we hadn't started as a food truck and had to do like every single thing, you know, over and over and over every day by ourselves and just make those little tweaks. Like that's just where it comes from. It's just over and over all yeah. day long. So <laughs> Chris, uh, Chef Chris here, who's amazing. He's not here. To, he's not here tonight, un, uh, unfortunately. But Chef Mary's back there. But she, anyway, Chef Chris, uh, he talks about he makes these dough skits and they're like the biggest, fattest, craziest donuts. And they're amazing. Yeah. And they're kind of his in a way. He, right. he didn't invent them, but but he does them. And time after time i'd come in week after week month after month he's like i think i got it right this time mm -hmm. i think i got it right this time and he was just it was never like a matter of having one thing like perfect it was always about the moment to make it perfect and, yeah yeah absolutely right? um so when when did you think of yourself as a chef like really oh gosh um i definitely didn't until um, early in the Ola days. You can actually probably find some of these articles. It's pretty awesome. Um, where people would, I don't know, like just be like, oh, it's Dan Oski and Burke and business partner Christina and whatever. And then people Fuck. would like, <laughs> you know, and then they'd call him the chef. And I wasn't really like, you know, interested in titles at that time because I was like I'm not a chef I'm just making food and I'm just like coming up with some recipes and doing whatever but that doesn't really make you a chef right and I don't yeah know. I, guess I mean that's kind of the question and I, I feel like you like like some people want you to go to school and then you have a certain amount of technical knowledge and then yes thank you Ooh, so nice. cute they're trying to get us liquored up so we say weird shit yeah. <laughs> 
I hope we do. We might. I hope we do. <laughs> if we haven't yet. If we haven't yet. Sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was trying to just press on this moment where... Mm where you knew you oh, had right. the yeah, skill yeah. to be a chef because I you know I've been like I say I've been doing this forever and I was still humbled by the yeah. fact that people were going to come here and eat food that I made and I might suck and I'm not a chef but I wanted to like kind of put it out there like okay you have no idea <sighs> if you try to cook for a party of 10 at your house right. or whatever the pressure the time yeah and it made me realize I'm down there trying to work out the pasta, work it out, work it out. It made me realize how special you all are, right? And that that, that your skill is accrued and practiced, and there's just no way to not work into it. It's not a day where it happens, but some. But there's a point where you got to see yourself and be like, I can fucking do that. Right. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. This, you, um. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. I right, got it. Right, right. When yeah. did you know? I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know. You're a fucking, you're a but, chef. You're but like the, only, total... the only time when I was like, well, I think I'll take that title is when they tried to give it to somebody else. When they tried to give it to Burke and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not a chef, but he certainly isn't. And then I was that's like, cute. well, that's shit, cute. there's there's gotta be one, I guess. So like I guess that's me because it, they're my recipes and I whatever. I don't know. So that so that's like it was it's hard. A lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of weirdness, a lot of whatever. I, okay. I don't know. It's all hard. It's, it's really weird. hard. Uh uh. It's really hard. I just the amount of strength that it takes for a person to kind of put themselves on a plate in front of others is just like any other expression. Yeah. And you have to make the expression. Whether I got that ravioli good for you or not, I touched it with my hands. I made it for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? So like I'm no chef, but still there's heart right. and soul that goes. It hurts into every it. time that you like that it's not perfect. It hurts every time. It hurts every time. Or if somebody's like, oh, this, this thing. And you're like, ugh. Like, I know I didn't even touch that dish, but it still hurts. Do you have a second cuisine? Do I have a second yeah, cuisine? Yeah, or a third cuisine. Do you have, like, is there something else you like to cook? Do you have passion for Italian oh. food? And you're, like, into it, and you know how to make pasta, and you know how to do this and that? Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of things that I like to make, like, at home. Yeah, no, that's... I was like, like, are you talking about another restaurant? Because I don't know about that, but... (laughs) More more like, because once you you have your role with your cuisine, and you have your role with... And your confidence yeah. with being and now a that chef. I'm, you're like, now that you're tired of making Latin and Southeast Asian food. And what I'm getting them. What do you make at now? home? Yes. Right, right. And how are you developing yourself know. as a chef? And yeah, I'm, not saying, totally. I'm not saying that you have to. No, yeah. And you are a I chef. Mean, but it is also, yeah. you know, does Eric repair only cook, cook French style seafood? I hope not. I hope not. So like that dude <laughs> must just kick yeah. ass in another right. scenario. And like, I feel like when you make like certain foods like a lot, then you're like, I want to make something else when I'm not around the restaurants. So I eat. I like. I love to cook a lot of like Indian food, a lot of like Middle Eastern food. Like obviously, like Sameh Wadi, one of my best friends. He like really inspires me because I love those flavors, and I'm like 
it's just like such a fun way to eat too. So I love yeah. eating a lot of like fresh, like, I don't know, Mediterranean, Palestinian kind of food. Um, and making that, yeah. I don't know. There's just, just big, like, poppy I make, yeah, and yeah. Like and I make a lot of like trash food too. I just love, like if we're having friends over, I'm like, I want to make something trashy, like, uh, like smash like burgers what? that are like really just greasy and gross and fun. I don't know. I love, yeah, I love trash panda food too. So me too. Who doesn't? Yeah, I know exactly. So, so let me, I'm not, I'm not sure how to approach this, uh, but I want to approach it a little bit, uh, uh because I mean, I think there was a point in time, even when I was like, even personally, I was like, "Wow, Christina's getting a lot of buzz. Like, is she, is she is she really a chef? Like, like I haven't even like eaten her food. Like, and I can't judge. I didn't. Right? Did you? Did a lot of people like give you shit because you were like self-taught, came up a different way? Didn't have a restaurant relationship before. Didn't anybody like give you shit? How about when you got a beard nom? Anybody oh, give you shit? Oh, for that? I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. I try not to. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Yeah. I try. I try not to read the comments. It gets too. It gets gross. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it is gross, but also it's kind of like you know people can question yeah whatever anybody else does, and this is like the worst time ever. Right. You know, you can say something that's a fact and people will be like, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not a fact. Uh-huh. But, you know, I just think, Christina, you know, I want to talk about the fact that you have arrived as a complete and utter badass chef. That you don't need to have another cuisine or do anything else. You have these two beautiful, successful places and you have absolutely arrived so nobody should ever question that in fact i don't think anybody has but i wanted to oh they have okay. <laughs> don't worry they have <laughs> same and i know he's yeah. your buddy he's i we i had the occasion to spend a few moments with them oh this, well anyway uh, i had a few <laughs> moments occasion to spend a little time with them over dinner and we were talking about who same thought was the best some of the best chefs in town He's like, top five? I'm like, well, okay. And I'm not going to name the whole top five. But you were in it. That's you were nice. like close to the top. Oh. And so he has, yes. It's because I, I paid him to say that. But if you look at, <laughs> but if you look at somebody like Same who's been cooking all his life. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then, you know, like he can come to you. Like you guys can hang out and know each other. And he can look at you and be like. You know, you, you have this. That's, that's really big for me. And I kind of like ranks. I kind of like <laughs> ranking. I kind of want to know, like, you know, like there is a best. There is a best. It's okay. What do you strive to if you're not striving to be the best? I mean, there's a lot of other things to strive no. to, right? <laughs> Completely disagree. Anyway, oh, no. so. Feeding people. <laughs> making making no, a space that the people, best, like, like, you like know. The top, yeah. like, like, it's more like that know. you know that you, you're continuing to arrive at a, an excellent part of your skill. And yeah. that you keep going and keep learning it. I just, like, I try to stay curious. And I don't know. I'm definitely not the best. And I don't know if I try to be the best at all. Sorry, that no, sounds terrible. Somebody would see but that I mean, way. I want to do well. I yeah. want to do well and I want to be good at whatever I do, but I'm not trying to be the best. And 
Oh, fuck. I feel like I'm just talking. No, you're doing great. So how did you develop your palate? Was it just, was it like familial? Were you guys eating a lot of stuff because it was like yeah. that little oyster and all those things? Like I eat a lot of food. Oh, I don't know. It? <laughs> it's like my hobby is like eating. So you just spend It's eating. not a healthy like hobby to have, but I just like to eat a lot of food. So in terms of travel and food, like well, tell me where your favorite meal was overseas and why. Oh my God. I don't, oh, that's too hard. I, there's really? too many good ones. So just share a memory. So like, uh, okay. Um, I don't know. I love going to San Sebastian and eating delicious pinchos and tasty Spanish food. So good. I don't know. I love going to Vietnam and eating street food there. Cause it's just like the fucking best, obviously not, not biased cause I'm Vietnamese, but it's just like so fun and joyful and cheap and yeah, I eat until I'm like sick there. So there's some correlation <laughs> between Basque and Japan and all in some Asian foods that I see. You know, it's like really beautifully presented and it's not all rustic. Like the, the Spaniards really put a ton of effort into the beauty of those little bites. Oh, yeah. But they're like rustic and beautiful. And that's what I love about it is just like they're, you know, they're not overly precious and they're like cheap and i like love and that abundant. you can and abundant and yeah i i think why that, didn't the tapas thing ever take off where you'd walk into like a long bar here and have like right like, why, i don't why does that take off here i don't know i've been trying to figure that out that was actually Is hilariously enough like that was like before we even started the food truck burke and i wanted to start a pinchos restaurant like a Spanish, like Pinchos, tapas sort of like spot, but not like the tapas. Like, you know, I feel like there were some tapas spots here like that were open. Solera. Yeah, Solera, there was like, was it called La Bodega or something? There, there were some spots and they'd like, you know, do great little tapas. I don't know why it didn't catch on here, but I feel like in Spain, like the culture is just different where people like kind of bar hop and they eat like their favorite tapas or like Pinchos from each place. And then they like go and move on to the they next walk. one. Yeah, exactly. They, they walk. walk. Can from, you imagine that? From zona to zona. Yeah, I drive like one minute. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, it oh, that seems hard. hard to kind of explore to right. and, and build a food culture. Yeah, I know. I don't, but I mean, yeah. So it's not like, it's just a different context. I don't know. But I feel like, you know, like Estelle does like a great job with some pinchos there that are oh, super delicious. It's, like, it's one of my favorite parts of their menu yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when I get nostalgic, I just eat that. <laughs> so then um, Hi Hi came around. You bought the building. When, when did you open Hi Hi? In, um, I think it was November 2017. Yeah. So two years of business. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hits. Yeah. You guys obviously made it. Was yeah. it busy for you in that time? No. Did you get to enjoy? Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, well, busy personally, yes, but busy business wise, like. Did you do it everything? Did you do everything? Did you? We did. We were, yeah, it was just like, it was a stressful time. I'm like, I don't want to relive those dark memories right yeah, now. No, but it, it also um, defines how it was we are crazy. Now. You know, like yeah. the things that we try to do to keep the everything moving. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like the detritus of COVID is kind of keep is I'm a little I'm a little nervous to not keep changing a little bit or to right. keep invigorating things because I feel like I have to keep changing because we were just trying to stay interested. 
right for years like totally two, for years it was years yeah it was and so i felt like i was just had my foot on the <laughs> on the creative thing like we need to keep doing stuff and keep engaging 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 yeah it was a very creative time but like stressful creative i feel like some of the most interesting things that like that we did came out of that time but it was like it hurt a little bit to yeah. do it. We, um, there was a night, the, the, the response, especially initially, was, was immense. And I, you know, like it was really amazing. Mm. Um, I, I just, while it's over, I still feel like there's still some hangover. You feel that in Northeast? Oh, I'm very COVID hungover still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how are you going to deal with it? Do you feel like like people have changed too much? Or do you feel like employees have changed too much? Or do you feel like I think you don't have to say anything? I think that a lot has changed. I mean, yeah, just like, I mean, it, just the way that people eat has changed a lot. Because, less? I mean, they go... People go out less, I think, after COVID um, and also like go to bed earlier, <laughs> which is like fine and great. But it's just like it's just different, you know, um, because, yeah, for a while during COVID, it's like after eight o'clock, it was a ghost town. And I feel people like love this shit. Other and, people yeah, love this shit. They could they hang out. Right. And it's like <laughs> now. Yeah. And now just getting it even back to like 10 p.m. It's like wow but I don't know so it's just like lifestyle has changed people's mindset has changed everything's everything's different I don't know having a restaurant is just harder because everything's so expensive now like people who are not running restaurants have no idea how expensive everything is so it's just like harder to I don't know it's just harder to it's make absolutely money harder. <laughs> harder to make a profit oh, to keep it but, alive yeah. Making a profit right. is awesome. Keeping things alive yeah. is where I know a lot of us are right now. And Right. Well, I, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm I know. not going to dwell on it. We're going to talk about something happier than I am. COVID. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually am the happiest I've been. I don't, I don't remember being this happy. I love that. And it's, um, I'm happy for you. Thanks. Yeah, you know, it's partly because I took a little bit of control of who I am and what I want. It's partly because I've uh, matured emotionally into this age of mine. And I I can see um, what I have to, what I'm grateful for. I'm also grateful for some of the stuff that went on in COVID because it helped me clarify it. It helped me kind mm. of wade through some of the bullshit I was dealing with. And I think a lot of people cleared out their carburetors and just said, I'm going to yeah. get rid of this bullshit in my life. I would agree with that. I think that like the momentum of life, like pre COVID was just like something that had gone undisturbed for so long. Nobody considered anything. Yeah. Where then all of a sudden something like that happens and you really have to like stop and take account and, do an inventory on your life um, and figure out, you know, what matters. And I want to know what I'm getting back. Yeah, And exactly. I don't care. It's not really money. Right. I, I'm actually, actually, actually having a hard, like not a hard time, like making less than I've ever made for a long time right now. It's okay to talk about it, to have a hard moment where things are in flux or whatever. 
Yeah. But it doesn't equate to my happiness. And I don't know that I ever really knew that until I was kind of like, oh, like, and we're, I'm fine. Everything's fine. But, you know, things we have to think about it more to, like, make every penny count. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, you know, but I'm still, I'm still, it doesn't matter as much because I'm still able to do it. That we're still be able to be here to entertain people. We're just very fortunate to be able to have a platform like this, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, What's next for you, though? Like, we've, you're here. Do you want to open another restaurant? Um, let's see. I think mm. that, like, before. I do not. I do not. Right now, I do not. <laughs> I mean, want to is another thing than, I don't know. No. Like, is it a good idea? I don't know. Probably not, but do I want to? Maybe, but I don't know. We'll see. That's a good question. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's not a good time to open a restaurant, if you ask me. Oh. It's not a good time. So, yeah. yeah. But Thanks also. Thanks for saying it like that. Because I just. <laughs> I, well, no, I want. It doesn't mean to that people on. don't make bad decisions, though, <laughs> right? Don't. I don't know. We'll see. Um, right now, no bad restaurants decisions. in the. In the right now but it's like i don't know maybe someday or maybe something else i don't know i had rob jones on the podcast Ooh, he's longer. right there rob jones. what's up rob jones he's in he's in and i asked him if, you know you want to do it again he's like not in minneapolis I'm sorry to repeat Ooh. that but it's true shots right? fired minneapolis and then, um, you know you're insane right now minneapolis well why do you say that? Oh no! Don't don't get me started. It's great. Well, because don't get I think. Me started. All right, I gotta I gotta tell you a couple things. You know, I, licensing fees are going up. The minimum wage is going up, and I'm for a livable wage. Right. Right. Yeah. I pay everybody. Everybody here is well over. Tw- well, not well over, but over twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. And four years ago, we were at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen for right. some similar positions. I don't know how to accept all of that change. Number one. The market determined it. It's way ahead of their curve anyway, and mm. things are screwy. Yeah. Uh, inflation's hard. You know, like I right. don't even know what I'd say to an investor now. I'm not trying to be tra- uh, like sodden or like, like, it's just reality. Like, what? Do you, how do you? What sell? would you say to an investor? Can I take your investor? money and burn it? I don't know. Is it's that what you really, say? Really <laughs> like, can I throw it in well, a in a hole did, and did maybe we'll find it? People think of a restaurant maybe being a good investment before. I don't know. I think that, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, well, we never, yeah, we don't, we don't have investors and luck, I don't know about luckily, but like, yeah. No, just yeah, that's that. very, very lucky. Also, I have the best investor. Which is great. Because I feel like it's, yeah, that's it's a lot of pressure. so important. And I just want to be able to go to somebody with an idea and say, this can really work. Yeah. And I know, I've been in this industry for 30 years, and I know I can make this work. Yeah, absolutely. Really hard to say anything like that. There's maybe five, six people in town that could walk into a joint and be like, Poof, and I go, I trust them. Right. I don't know about after that. It's really hard. Right, right. So how do we keep people wanting to do what we do if it's so freaking hard and the deck, the deck become stacked against us i mean that's like that's a question right (laughs) it is the question i don't know i mean i think that 
as far as like restaurants opening, there will always be like another, you know, a new, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a new Concept generation, yes. a new generation of like restaurateurs wanting to open restaurants and whatever. But I feel like, you know, for people who have been there like before COVID and then afterwards and just seeing how different it is, it's like, yeah, I mean, it throws you off a little bit, right? So, so if I'm looking at things, if I'm a restaurateur, mm-hmm. right, and I'm looking at somebody who says to me, I want to open a restaurant, I'm like, okay, first thing, labor. How do you handle that shit? And what can you do to keep it in control? Because food becomes the easiest thing now to control. Liquor becomes the, one of the easier mm. things now to control. Yeah. But you just have to, you honestly have to charge more. Right, Because right. it's more expensive I coming mean, in. I think that's the main question is like, are are people getting sticker shock right now with inflation and the rising costs of everything? Like we can't just eat it, you know? And it's like, so then after COVID for the first time you're seeing like, you know, these mom shops like on Nicolet, like Vietnamese restaurants, like raise their prices by like 50%, which they probably should have been higher to begin with. But then it's, you know, so people the are like, whoa, becomes different. yeah. And everybody has to, because that's just what it is now. But I don't know. Do people want to like spend that money on restaurants? Are they going to go out less? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think we're still trying to figure out how it lands here. And the restaurant world has to be definitely like, uh, uh, connected to the reality of what's happening. And so if we're going to get into the you know, business part of this just a little bit, it's really about how you're connecting and making sure your business plan is set up beforehand with right. really current ideas of taxes and labor costs and what sick pay means and the Family Care Act is going to come and right. what your yearly changes are going to be from a cost scenario yeah. with two more years. It's two more years in St. Paul, one more year of minimum wage raises. Mm-hmm. And I feel like small businesses are asked to cover the weight of some of the societal disparity. And I... I, I really, business, some businesses can handle it, but a small business and in our industry, we really right. are like, so if I was going to say to somebody, you just got to make sure that your plan is as tight as possible. But then when you open the door, what happens? Oh God. I mean, know. yeah, that's the thing is like, you can have your plan, but then everything just goes out the window and I don't know. I mean, like, you know, we use a lot of Southeast Asian ingredients at Hi Hi, for example, like. And all of those went up so much during COVID because of, you know, yeah, I mean, they got to get here and it's like rice, like double, triple the price. It was insane. And it's like, nobody expected that. And we're just like, okay, it'll go back down. Meanwhile, we're just like eating the cost of that. But I don't know. You just never know what'll happen. And I feel like right now is a really fun, predictable time to (laughs) do anything because you're like, I don't know. Who knows? Do you do you do the administrative fee thing at High High and Ola Ripa? We do we do a service charge um, in lieu of tipping, and then yeah. we distribute it to the staff. I, f- I feel like we're almost kind of being pushed into having to have that system to make it work for the restaurant, and whether it's a percentage point or two or how you train or how you have people like within your system, right? Without kind of controlling that that twenty 
15 to 20 percent it's it's really really hard to make things go but as an industry we've been giving our public so many mixed messages one place does this one place does that there's no real standard for the industry that mm-hmm. you could look at me and count on me to provide for you and we've not come together as an industry and said here's kind of blanket what right. we should do and yeah. I feel like we really need to kind of get to our shit together so that we're not giving these mixed messages to the public. Right. But, but it yeah. is a matter of just trying to cover your ass. Yeah. I mean, it, it is tough because, you know, what, yeah, it is like every single place could do something different with, you know, with that system. Right. But I don't know. I think that it's just about making sure that like you're doing what you feel is the right thing and what keeps your employees and, you know, staff happy, um, and around. I don't know. It felt, it was really hard doing that and going, moving away from tipping, but also it was like, this feels like the right thing to do. And I I don't know. Yeah. Just because otherwise I feel like for us at least just the disparity between like back in front of house was just growing and growing because you know with minimum wage like rising Jumping. and then if only a certain you know small number of people have control of all the tips then you know then like how do you you'd really have to i, I don't know yeah no, but that's what it is i i i, I like the nitty-gritty i like talking about the nitty-gritty of the this business. is such a hot button topic that i don't want to get canceled though well, so but like also but also just... people need to understand our reality <laughs> like i'm not i'm not trying to like carry on with some bullshit bitching about how i got it so freaking tough that's that's not it <laughs> right we're we can be here to talk about what our challenges are and yeah and, and let people understand that Right. You know, absolutely. like why do we have to hide the the fact that it's so hard to do that? I don't, yeah. I don't understand that. I'm not I'm not trying to be I'm a happy guy. Yeah. I, am I-, a happy guy. <laughs> I love what I fucking do. Yes. I love what I do. I cry about it. Yeah. Like I wanna do this. I wanna make you happy. Mm-hmm. But But <laughs> I gotta be able to do it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It just absolutely. It just culturally I just don't want things to Change and 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 mostly, I think the conversation of that that I'm trying to get to is that we have to find people and 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 make sure that the the, the new folks that are coming in with the money, they're not exhausted money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That they are planning appropriately for what this industry is giving them, so that they can go do it. Yeah, we need this to be a, a small business scenario. I don't want to go. What's the? What's the? I don't want to. I don't want to always go to somewhere big and corporate, but we can't go to a little bookstore anymore either as much. You know, those right. things just disappear. So I want to make sure that we're talking about it so that people understand how important it is Absolutely. to keep going to your favorite place because they need you. One hundred percent. And it's just, it's there's. I want another restaurant heyday to happen. And I, I've talked about it like having happened and and you know, like this this weird roller coaster. I want another one to happen. And I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. I don't know what the next How restaurant revolution now, right? looks like. Yeah. Because you still you still have to be able to justify what you're doing. You have to be able to do it. 
So there's just no way for 60 bucks that you can walk into a joint and have two very handsome, beautiful people talk to you <laughs> and get four courses worth of food. I would agree it's with that. It's such a value. Right? I feel like it's that was such a, a value. Yeah. The idea here is really to bring people together. Never Neverland has been a, a lovely kind of like even overwhelming gift because it's given me so much more confidence. You might not see it, you know, like I want to hide sometimes or whatever, but this, this little thing, this little podcast, I wanted to maybe just inspire one person to like keep on their journey, but to understand what the fucking journey is. Yeah, absolutely. Like go, but understand what it's about. Yeah. And it's important to just have your shit together from the beginning. Do you like partnering with your partner? <laughs> Very much. <laughs> I, I mean. Too. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard though because she's here and runs the joint. Right. And I don't do things like her. Yeah. I mean. At all. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of things, right? It's like, it's great and it's difficult, but it's fantastic and I wouldn't have it any other way. And Burke's fantastic. So I don't know. You're pretty oh, nice. Don't You're pretty some. nice. Oh. <laughs> I can feel like the sex happening there for a second. Just, hold up a minute. <laughs> oh my no, god. No, no. Oh, I, he I'm puts just, up with me. I I'm don't also know. seeing that you had involtini, and you had a taco, and we didn't talk about it at all. We didn't um, talk about it. Talk Sorry. about it. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Involtini is a little mini kind of bracciole thing. I had an idea that I wanted to do something pork and that it'd be barbecue and then it'd have bacon and some greens and white beans. And then when I thought about this show a month and a half ago, I'm like, uh, wow, yeah, we should do summer shit. Well, it's almost fall. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. It's right. Yeah, most it's not. But I, I want to do like cherry and peach and a little bit of barbecue, like nice and sweet. So that's what we did. And then Burke made a cocktail. What's the name again? Uh, postcards from Palawan. Postcards from Palawan. Yeah. Mezcal, tequila, tamarind, pineapple, lime. lime. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Thai chili. Thai chili spice. Why didn't I get one of those? I'm just kidding. Oh my god. I can't. No, I can't drink anymore. I haven't. Oh no. Oh. I thought you meant the invol. I thought you meant the involtini. <laughs> That, that too, I hope you saved me one. <laughs> I'm sure there's an envelope. All right, fine. And then what do we have next to that? You owe a little Malaysian chicken taco. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like Malaysian fried chicken is one of those delicious things that's like probably too labor intensive and and ingredient expensive to put on the menu because it's just like so much work. But anyways, it's hopefully it was delicious. I don't know. Um, yeah, thank you. I'm sure it was delicious. Oh, I, I didn't. What? Nothing. I didn't. Even, did you forget something? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But every. But every. But this is what I'm saying. Like it's so hard. It's curry, so hard. There were curry leaves that were supposed to be on top of that, and I totally fucking forgot to put them on. You guys, they were so good, and I'm so sorry. Fuck. This is what happens. I know. I shouldn't have told. I shouldn't have told you She's that. So hard. Oh, no, no, man. no. I think it's cool that we admit it. 
I think it's cool that we admit it. I, I was mean, fucking around with those raviolis. I'm like, we need to cook these off before she gets here. I don't want these fucking bursting in front of her. Oh, and I need no. to know how many are going to last. Fuck. No, I mean, it, it's really, really hard. <laughs> this is hard, guys. Somebody I feel like, like Andrew so it's Kraft. Of, yeah, it's one of those things where like if you're doing like this you now, kind Andrew. of... Andrew, don't leave. <laughs> Usually when I'm doing this kind of event, I'm like in the kitchen. I'm not like going to be out here. So I was like beforehand like, okay, this is how you make it. Da, da, da. And then I was like, <laughs> I brought the curry leaves here. They just didn't make it. They didn't make it on the plate. If this was Top Chef, I'd be out. That's like, what I'm saying. This I'm shit's fucking, really hard. I'm gone. I'm gone. And we can fake only so Ooh. much. Yeah, but it's still, but it was still good, I think. Hopefully, stuff. Hopefully it was still good. Well, it's also or part of that. Would what? have been better if it, there was curry leaves. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I didn't get one on here. Right. Well, sorry. Oh, yeah. Everybody's getting a handful of curry leaves to bring home. <laughs> Don't leave. Don't leave. Get your leave. Don't leave. I'm going to put a curry leaf on everybody's tongue before they go. Like and a, also with a you. Blessing. <laughs> and also with <laughs> All right. Well, sorry. <laughs> um, so you like working with Burke. That's fine. <laughs> philanthropy. Philanthropy. You're philanthropy. very phil- philanthropic, aren't you? I, you I, do I events. try to be. I try to be. Yeah. It's like kind of the best part of, not the best part, but one of the best parts of the job is like, being able to, I don't know, make money for cool shit using your meager skills wow. and showing up to rich people's homes and like cooking dinner, I don't know, and raising money for kids. I think it's great. No, it is great. It's I mean, really, it really is. I think there's a lot of expectation on our industry to do that for folks, but obviously we're the ones that act, we really fucking care. And so yeah, it's really nice to be able to put it out there in a, in a, in a way that, you know, puts that love on the plate and gets it to people. And so for you, yeah. philanthropically, uh-huh. what's like the most important thing you try to do? Is there a yearly thing that you, it's like really like, because um, we did this, uh, I'm gonna say it, it was, it was, a, a pro, was it pro-choice? Yes, yeah, pro-choice potluck. Okay, that's it, that's year. what it's called. I just wanted to say, it. yeah, and it was really cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of it. That oh. was that was awesome, and obviously polarizing, but also I'm is like it? I'm like this is you know this. I mean, I got trolled a lot, but that's okay because I don't fuck them. Yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> <I don't- laughs> fine. We, we have been asked as, as an industry to kind of like show our colors and make sure that people know yeah. who we are so right. that they can visit us in a lot of ways. It does complicate the scenario. Yeah. But it is also important to take a stand and, and, and do what you do because you believe in it. Because what else is there? I think so. I mean, I think that like last year when, you know, things were going on with... Um, yeah, with just like abortion access. Obviously that's still going on, which is super stressful and we definitely have to do another one of those things soon sometime. But um, yeah, I just kind of felt like, why why is there not more, I mean, not that there wasn't a lot going on or not that people weren't making a huge fuss, but for me, I was like, I don't wanna just like sit here and make people, let people think that this is okay or that we're, I, I don't know. It just felt like, 
like we need to make a stand. And so then, yeah, we were we raised like $72,000 for for some different charities. I mean, that was like all thanks to a lot of people who helped put this together, whether it was chefs or chefs, uh, volunteers, organizers, but it was just, it felt right. And I feel like, you know, sometimes you just like get mad about something and instead of just staying mad, you're like, can I do anything positive to, you know, direct this energy into, I don't know, making people feel like, hey, we're here for you, we got you, and we're all in this together. Or maybe maybe some of us are in this together. I don't know about everybody. But I was just but like, you know what? That's their decision. Yeah, You're exactly. saying that we're in this together. That's their decision to join in. But exactly. if you don't yeah. have a platform, if you have a platform and you don't use it, I think that's a bigger problem. Yeah. I, was, I was honored to be there. And you know, that was big. Like, this is nothing compared to what you did over there. That was This is great. You guys are great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are. We are good. Thanks, Brad. Brian with the cut. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. I no. think you're kind of fierce. What's it like what's it like to work for you? Is it hard? Um I don't know. Uh Ruby Nate. <laughs> No, you so have people hard to stay with you a long time, I don't but, know. But you know, like, you, I you, hope have a specific, not. <laughs> you have a specific way of doing things. I and mean, you, we're probably not, I don't know. Is it okay to work for us? I hope, I hope it is. I mean, we try to be, we try to treat people with respect. And if anything, maybe a little unorganized or a little, like, kooky, but whatever. I don't know. I hope. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. Well, and that's not an easy question, you know, but we do need to consider, you know, especially now there, there have been uh, a lot of changes with employees and yeah. um, well, it's, we, it's harder and harder to, to say and do the right thing daily. I know right. that I have reprogrammed my mouth yeah. to try to say mostly the right thing and I can still screw it up. And oh, yeah. Well, that's why I'm not allowed I, in the building very much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm but, kidding. But um, I like, that, but I like also, that fire from you, though. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, you know, like I don't want that the fire to go away, right? Because we right. have to be so careful about well, things. Well, we have, we have an amazing team that like, you know, holds it down, like Ruby over here, one of our district managers. What's up, Ruby? Sure. Anyways, um, but you know, we have so we have true. really great people who you know, who make it, who I don't know, who make it nice to work for us, yes. <laughs> and who keep it fresh because you know, after like so many years of running different businesses, they're just like, okay, they're the ones who keep people like excited and feeling passionate about things. I think. I mean, we can try, but we're also not there like every single day yeah. like they are. So. Well, that's really cool yeah. that you don't have to be. And that, yeah. that is a, a level of trust yeah. that you need to have so you can have your life, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And you also have to enable people to take their own life and responsibilities in their own hands and let them kind of go with it not that you're not going to have some sort of guide but you want to see what they what they can do yeah i mean i trust and, them more than i trust myself and, and it's <laughs> up to us to push them mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. us it's up to us to give them a lesson or two or a hard chat or a like what you know like that was a bad idea like 
it's important that this honesty continues. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know what it's like to work for me. I think it's annoying because I'm like, are you okay all the time? Like, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? What can I do for you? Can I help you? <laughs> you know, and I try to keep it light and I try to keep it friendly. And I try to let the employee be themselves. And I try to, you know, like, like it's, but it's really, it's really a balance. I'm twice the age of most of my employees now. Yeah, I think I am too. I love that part because <laughs> if I didn't have that connection to what's really happening now through them, I think I I could get lost and go back to my old programming and all that bullshit. Yeah. You know, like I think there's just so much energy to be had from the people, the young people that we that we work with and their perspectives are so cool. So I, I feel like that's like a total benefit. And hopefully to work with me feels like that to them too. Like I want to kind of be in it with them and you know teach them and you know, like some of the old skills, like some of the old. <laughs> oh, like I just snorted. <laughs> oh, that was so cute. It was adorable. I just, I just <laughs> we can't edit it out. It's live. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, you know, like I just want everybody to be able to like have this like the, the continue the passion about this business and like you know make sure that they know that it, that while it's hard that it is possible and 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 that there's just a lot more left absolutely more left. yeah i want to know what's left for you though because i see tea shop i see fashion i see hola repa i see hi hi and i asked you if you thought we were going to open another restaurant and you were like hmm no, Christina, I mean no. That was that was a no. But you said you know you said do I want to open another restaurant? Okay. Not are you going to open another okay. restaurant? Right. Am I going to well, open I like another the restaurant? Yeah, like the uh, good. Probably not. Do I want to? I mean maybe. I don't know. I guess maybe we'll, we'll see. I guess maybe I, I want to know what else. What else? Because you are a motor. You just motor, 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 and I know that you're not going to sit on two restaurants for long. And it doesn't matter that it's another restaurant, but what are you thinking about? I want to know. What do you, if you had a dream fucking job, what would it be? I don't know. I mean, get paid to travel, but not have to write about it. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, you said dream job. It's not a real thing. That doesn't exist. If there's somebody who wants to fund that for me, though, I'm putting it out there right now. I would do that. I'd eat a lot too. <laughs> I don't. Um, I, th I think there's so many careers within our careers. I know that I'm. I'm personally trying to do frozen food and make that an avenue for myself, where uh, you know the, the like I don't have to be at Kowalski's opening the freezer door for you, being like, "Come on in to my lasagna. It's right here." You know, and then. Like, <laughs> And then thanks for coming, you know, like I want to do something that I don't have to be doing. Right, right. <laughs> totally. Is that what you're doing right now? Can well, I just find you at a Kowalski's like opening up a door and being like, ooh, look at this lasagna. I'll tell you, I tell mm. until it got like weird out there, I literally want to go and wanted Matt. Matt will confirm this. Oh my God. I wanted to go like walk up to somebody's door, like any door in the neighborhood be like, hi, yeah, I'm. I'm Tim Niver, and uh, I'm starting a lasagna company. <laughs> and I'm wondering if you try my lasagna. Wait, he's 
he's pretending to be you. No, I want to do this. Oh, you want to do that? Oh, I, was, I thought you were I saying just thought that it would be dangerous. Oh, yeah. No, people are crazy. They got guns, so man. I Don't do that. Walk up to the door. <laughs> but I, but I thought, you know, like I need, I need an avenue. I need, I need another, another way to kind of enhance something around what I do. Yeah. But not like the day to this right. kind of day to day. Know what I find? Yeah. Yeah. That I don't know how to do with my new job. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it takes me four times as long to try to figure out what the angle is or whatever. Right. I mean, I yeah, as far as like new other things. I mean, I have like, God, like probably a new harebrained scheme like once once a week or something i just like i put it i like type it in a notepad in my phone yeah there's it's full of crazy some shitty mostly shitty ideas no 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 no. definitely not sharing that with you because i i mean but but yeah there's like i I don't know i've started like like 15 other companies in my Mm -hmm. mind but Mm -hmm. i yeah but i mean it's just about like what do i have like time and energy and to pull off and you know what won't just like make me go insane because right now like life balance is not bad and i've like finally found that so i'm like uh, what what can i do so that it's not gonna just like shoot me back into the like life life only or work work only and no yeah. life balance i don't know so well, once we once you once you get to a certain point in your business you can find a little different piece in a little different ways and yeah. i've done that but it's still that doesn't mean that one night the chef's not going to get a call and be like the dishwasher's not here right totally we need to who's going to wash the dishes and yeah. maybe i have to show up or maybe chef chris has to show up and in fact that happens a little bit it's it's really hard yeah but you uh I want. I do want to look in your phone. <laughs> no, what, what, what I want to know your ideas. I find that part of the ideation part yeah. of things to be so interesting. Oh, the yeah. best part, in fact, conceptually finding like an idea, and you're like, I want to run with it, and it could look like this, and the chairs, and the menu. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some. There's some wild ones. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, though. We'll see. Some so, of them are, I mean, some are, of them are, are restaurants. Some non, of them are non-restaurant shit. That's some, some non-restaurant shit. Some some other stuff. I don't know. Okay, I'm really excited about it because we'll whether what, I know that something <laughs> else is going to happen. So you've had you know like tea career. You've had fashion career. You've had food truck career. You've had one restaurant career. And now you've like cumulatively had this. Um, how old are you? Um, 39, 39. It's an incredible amount of yeah. stuff. And I'm really <laughs> in awe, to be honest. Oh, thank you. It's really cool. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> so your next thing could be your biggest, you know that. Um, yeah, that's it, what I'm hoping for. It, or, or it could be the thing that like totally, f- like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, I see. It's always, thing. it's always scary starting something new, right? Where you're just like, oh, fun, new opportunities to just like either do really well or totally like eat shit and, <laughs> you know, burn, burn it all to the ground. Burn it um, all to the ground. <laughs> but I think there's more life lived in that effort to, to find it. And, and that's kind of like, I, I was just trying to like glom on to your energy because I know how smart you are and 
your next idea, I'm sure, will be a really good one. And I just want to tell you to go for it because you should. You're just good at everything you do. Oh, I don't know about that. You are. You are. <laughs> no, you make it right. You know, you make it right no matter what. Like, and it works. And oh. this, this energy that you have towards business that you've always had towards business just makes me feel like there's a whole another story that if Never Neverland exists in 10 years, you'd be able to come and say, I've done these two or three big things in the next 10 years. And if you don't want to, that's even more important because you can make that decision too. But I just, I just, I'm excited about the next step for you. Cause Ooh, will you have me back in 10 years yeah. and we'll see if I'm, if I'm alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> I was, um, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, oh my, my daughter God. LK will confirm that I had a little conversation with them. I uh, with my kids and my wife just recently because I feel as though I really don't have to prove anything anymore to anybody. In the, not not that I can't like every day I still have to make it nice, but I've I was listening to this podcast. And Rick Rubin was on it, famous music producer. And he talked about how we're all kind of, not all of us, a lot of us look 10, 15 years down the road and we're saving and toiling and we're looking at this goal and it's up here and it's far away. But we believe that it's going to just be ripe fruit when we get to it. But we honestly don't know. Mm -hmm. so Rick Rubin and the way that I'm interpreting this is like you know I talked about a grand result like I really feel like you have to make sure and I have to make sure that we understand and realize that most of what we've done is already a grand result that you've had restaurants exist for this long that you were able to make this this kind of path for yourself that you had the balls to do it these are all grand results and they've happened they, they're not gonna. They already have. So I believe that we needed to kind of like just give ourselves some credit for the things that we've already done, Christina. And you don't need to do a damn thing because I think you've already proven it. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? I think you've, I think you've already proven it. I'm like, hmm. All right. Well, so, I'm done then. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, grand, the, grand, the grand results can keep happening. There can be more out there. But you just should take you know, you should just like look at them as some things that already have happened. And that's why I say I'm ready to go because I look at my kid and I say, man, you know, I'm proud of you just the way you are. Aww. I don't need anything else from you. Like you've arrived. because like, you've done I a see. lot of cool, you've done a lot of cool shit. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I know. Well, and I, I got upset and depressed during, you know, like different times in my life. And I, I just, I don't have time for that. I just feel like, you know, once you accept that things are good however they are, it's really just so much easier to do more good things. I agree with that. I don't know. I think that, yeah, finding a little bit of, yeah, sitting back and being like, all right, we're doing all right here. It was, Fucking it's still it. hard to like recognize that kind of stuff though, isn't it? Like just any kind of achievement, you sitting back though. and like you really thinking about to. it. You got to let it soak in, Christina. You got to really let it soak in and like understand it. And it, it could be done. Uh, strip club, we opened it and we closed it in 10 years. And I can't imagine a better story. If I tried to go to 11 years, it could have been fucked up. 
I'm serious. I like, don't we were close know. anyway. I wish you know, was, like, I wish I was still but, there. I loved that place. As a, as, a, as a little, like, beautiful book that I can put up on the shelf and mm-hmm. read again and pull out, complete grand result. Like, yeah. I can never do that again. Yeah. But it's Perfect. nice that you're just like, okay, didn't, like, you know, that was great. Done. Next step. Next thing. Next, next step. step. I love that. So there's there's more for me, and I know there's more for you. I really look, I'm looking into that and kind of excited for it. And I think you'll surprise us. I hope so. I think you'll surprise it's us. It's going to be something totally wild and different. You're yeah. going to be like, oh, my God, I didn't know that Christina was into... I don't know, making socks or something like that. BD- I'm not going to make BD- socks. BDSM, <laughs> like, like leather. My new line of BDSM gear. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. good in leather. Great gimp masks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Gag. laughs> yeah. This is where we start is with yeah. the gag over there. Yeah, exactly. Ball gags. That's, how did you know? You read my phone, didn't you? Uh, oh my I God. I want you so bad. <laughs> All right, you have dessert in front of you today. Right now. Not anymore. Oh, you don't? They don't? No. It was a posset. So. It was a pasture food posset, and it was also a strawberry EVOO cake with a little whipped mascarpone on top. Was it good? Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> somehow, somehow we did it. We got through four courses while we were it chatting happened, here, yay. and I had no real idea that we would be able to do it so smoothly. Your and team it was, was so slick. Look at that! Was yeah, like, they oh my fucking gosh. left you there, gone now. Oh back. yeah, all right. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So I don't want to belabor this, but. I'm just so happy that we had a chance to like hang out and and recently we made time for each other where uh, you invited my wife and I over to your house and you cooked. And I have to say that it was spectacular and just so lovely to see you in your own environment and the food that you put up, I've never had before. I've never seen that. And you were able to provide me in your home, like this is something I've never seen before. It was so cool. And you're just fucking, she made these, is it a wok? Yeah. It's a wok pan like this, and she's got these crab, (laughs) Singapore crab, and she's just in her kitchen like, Shaking these things, and then and then there's an omelet going, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You, there was I don't some know. weird was, omelet going, yeah, and you're there's... like, I fucked it up or whatever. It's great. <laughs> you know, if you come to my house, I like your steak and there's potatoes or whatever. <laughs> but I went to your house, and I was just like, I was somewhere else, man. Oh god, it was so fucking cool. Oh, thank you so much. I know. I kind of wanted to feed you something that maybe you hadn't had before, but then it kind of just, it all started happening. And I was like, I don't know, this might be a bad idea. We didn't have any like crab claw cracker things. I was just like, I don't know. Use your teeth. Yeah, we worked it out. We totally worked it out. Gave you some scissors. Was like, good luck. Everybody got really messy. It was warm out. Yeah. Christy got drunk. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> she sat by the tequila. There wasn't that. Wasn't really a tequila table, but there was a table with tequila on it, and she kind of just moved over there and sat down <laughs> for a little bit. Always. So yeah. I'm just driving home, and and then I look over, and she's like, "We had so much fun." <laughs> I'm like, yes, we did, honey. She's like, thanks. Yeah, the the, the drunkenness is so cute. <laughs> drunkenness is probably courtesy of Burke. He just like he like keeps refilling drinks, and you don't notice. And I'm just like, no, stop, stop. And he's just like, Roop. yeah. That's my guy, Burke. That's right. <laughs> I wonder where he learned that from, Tim Niver. Hmm. Hmm. There are some, there are some, <laughs> some scary things that have happened in front of Berg before I can tell you. Oh, that. God. Town Talk Diner was a mess. That place was amazing. I mean, yeah, just like, oh my God. I fucking love Town Talk Diner. That was like when Burke and I first started dating and he was bartending there and I would just come there on, I think it was like Sundays or something, just to see Brunch. the total, like, mayhem fun all of it just erupt it was a good time it there's was. never there's never like anything like that ever again there will never be i don't know it's i don't i don't think that that moment in time or that cast or crew could ever be copied yeah i mean or, or replicating you walk into a place and you can you can sense it you can feel it but i ah, that was a a, com- a it was a, a cast of just crazies, oh, broken yeah. toys. <laughs> we were all broken toys in a room trying to oh do one God. thing together that was like new and different and fresh and shaken and and just not what everybody else had. It was, yeah, it was a wild, it was a wild time. It was so fun. And yeah, that energy kind of, yeah, I just want to like bottle it up and keep it forever. <laughs> favorite, one of the favorite things I ever heard ever from a guest was uh, at the Town Talk and he it was maybe three or four weeks after opening and he was sitting in the bar with his partner and another another couple and he's like Tim 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 and he like please me he's like I just this is the best time I've ever had in a restaurant I'm like thanks he's like he goes it's like there is no war out there my wife makes love to me every night my kids have great grades and they leave me the fuck alone oh my God. when I'm in your place and nothing can touch me. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, oh, and everything so is good. right with the world. That was one of the best, best, best comments. Oh, I'll I never forget that. Tom saying that to me. That's so cool. And so we have power over people in a way, but only with our love and our and, and undying effort to, to make them happy. Wow. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, that was, yeah. I mean, like I said, I can't say it enough, but I'm like, you really, you, AJ, the whole, everybody just inspired the fuck out of me and Burke. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't do it in the same way that you guys do. I know that like, I mean, yeah. Why would you? Why would you? But also it's You're like, <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> But also, oh, like, like, you know, yeah, but also just trying to recreate something that's mm. like, you know, an experience and like yeah. something that people are like, wow, I can't like get this somewhere else or I don't feel this way somewhere else. It's like something that we try to, you know, take from you. Yeah. Oh, that's nice of you. And we still try to do it every day, Dinah and Moochies. We just try to like lead with our heart and, and be good people to people and to each other. And that's the mood that prevails. 
yeah. if you let it and if you keep things cool and not try to like press too hard on you know like shit that doesn't really matter mm-hmm. yeah i i want to keep serving st paul and minneapolis for a really really long time and i'm glad that i had a, a chance to meet with you and talk about the reality of things but also about the beauty of things and what it's like to work with a partner and i'm just looking forward to deepening our relationship and hanging out with you more because what i see you really like and i just Aww. i would like to hang out with you a bit i love that I thanks mean, for doing this because it was not really cute too christy was, you're so cute <laughs> i love her to bits we're fun people yeah oh i know it oh i know it very very sexy fun people (laughs) that's weird maybe that's weird it's fun i want to say thanks to simon 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 come out here yeah you mary come out here come on mary mary come on yeah hey simon simon Yeah, man, you're good. Right, you're good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Simon, you're good right there. Don't come any closer. <laughs> Don't come any closer. <laughs> Simon's been here. How long have you been here, buddy? Uh, a year and a half. Thanks, man. He's he's the type of guy. He's the type of guy that you want to have with you. He's come in here. He's been a sponge. Um, this is the first kind of event that any of us have done, but it's really nice being able to involve him with that, to give him like the idea that there's more than just a restaurant in this restaurant, you know? Yeah. And then Mary, I've worked with for how many years? Seven? Awesome. Seven, Ooh. seven and a half years. And she has... <laughs> she's arrived. She's, she's amazing. <laughs> she's like it, cool it was, as a cucumber. No, no Mary, I'm not even so trying to like awesome. blow smoke up. Oh my god! You have arrived, chef. You you have you have like really come around and just grown. And I can't believe that you're still here. And I'm so appreciative. No, <laughs> you're back. You left and you came back. And I, you know, that means a lot to me. So I just I just wanted. Obviously, we have Shannon over here and LK and Sasha. And Brad helped us out tonight. Can we just give him a little? Thank you. Thank you. Brian and Matt with Gleam Tower. Is there something else you want to say? Um, Thank you all for coming tonight and listening to us talk. I don't know. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you to your team who was amazing and did all these... I don't know. Did all these pickups while I was here talking? <laughs> it's weird, man. There was pressure. Thanks to there my team, who's amazing. Um, all of the management team, and also the the kitchen team, who let me steal some me's today and whatever. Anyways. That's what it's about, <laughs> right? Christina, it's been such a pleasure to be able to chat with you. And again, I can't wait to hang out more. And to you all, the fact that you're here still blows me away i am appreciative of your support i think i tell you every time i see you if i see you in my restaurant it's really nice that you're here and um niver thanks you niver niverland thanks you gleam tower media thanks you brian thanks you 
And Christina thanks you. Thank you for coming tonight. And thank you for joining us on Never Neverland. Niver Niverland is a production of Glean Tower Media in partnership with Tim Niver. If you live in Minnesota or Wisconsin or just the Midwest in general, please consider checking out Tim's restaurants in St. Paul. You've got St. Dinette in Lower Town and Moochie's Italian in West 7th. And for local folks specifically, you can buy Moochie's frozen products at grocery stores in the Twin Cities Metro. Locations include Lunds and Byerly's, Kowalski's, and Hy-Vee. Oh, and keep an eye out for new products on the horizon. Remember to support the show by subscribing on audio platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you really like the show, leave a five-star review and tell us why you like it. We also have a YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe, comment, and leave a like on there as well. Small things like this help us keep the show going. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. That's where we drop all news and announcements related to the show, and you can find that at Niver Niverland. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.